Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at Cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. You fight with nobody. Disadalobee, this You won the belt with nobody. You're never gonna get the fight, man. You're a horrible fighter. Payday. Payday. You want payday. I know that. <laughs> oh, look at this guy. There's a plan to go for, for, the, for the belt. And I'm coming, man. I'm coming, my friend. Get the fuck out of here, man. Please. Please, get the fuck out of here, man. BoxingWords.com Because I'm, I'm gonna fuck you out right now, motherfucker. BoxingWords.com Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, and we are here to discuss whether or not Keller Plant possesses the power to hurt Canelo during the press conference you know he que- he questioned us he asked us Miguel Cotto's brother can make you do the chicken dance but I can't but you know that was a long time ago you know I mean Canelo was probably fighting at 147 pounds back then uh, nowhere near the level of experience that he has now So I don't know why Keller Plant going so deep in the bag, but it still poses a good question. Can he hurt Canelo? And what exactly does hurt mean? Right? Because I guess there will be people that choose to vote on our poll that's up right now on youtube.com forward slash the boxing voice and say, no, he can't hurt Canelo. But again, What does the word hurt mean? What does it mean in boxing? Obviously, it can be slightly different from the English definition, right? From the Webster's definition. What does it mean to be hurt in boxing? Is it your legs buckling? You know? 
Is it you being hit and automatically you go into the defensive? You know, you start to take steps back. What really does it mean to be hurt in boxing? Because, I mean, if we're thinking about what Plant said, he was speaking specifically when Canelo fought Cotto's brother, and really all that happened was what? He got hit with a shot that sent them back towards the ropes. So is that considered being hurt when a, a punch lands and you stumble back into the ropes? Is stumbling considered being hurt? What about when Maidana hit Mayweather with, her, with that overhand right? Was that considered being hurt because he his legs locked up and he kind of shook it out on his way back to the corner? What is being hurt? Because I see that many of you are already 63%, 64% of you are saying that Caleb Plant does not possess the power to hurt Canelo. But again, what is hurt in boxing? And then we're finally going to discuss Joshua versus Usyk fight week. It's, it's happening September 25th. Uh, not a lot of hype around this one here in the States. And hopefully it picks up and produces a good fight Saturday night. I don't know anything bigger than this fight for Saturday night. So I guess I could check the schedule. I don't really know uh, if there's anything else. This is the only thing that my brain is registering to. But uh, I also feel like it, it. there isn't any hype behind this fight. I guess that the biggest thing out here is... Uh, a little dance of Usyk, right? And and that was extra corny, but somehow it's being promoted throughout the boxing industry. So I don't know, man. We'll see. You know, I never really thought much of Usyk in the heavyweight division. Uh, was very excited when he was scheduled to face Tyrone Sponge, my doppelganger, but that never happened. And since then, you know, opposition hasn't been the greatest, obviously, the Chisora win being the best heavyweight win he's gotten. Um, but on the schedule, I guess if you're interested, uh, Lawrence Acoli is on the undercard versus uh, someone we've never heard of. Um, Callum Smith is back versus Lenny Castillo. You know, Lenny at least went 10 rounds with the boogeyman Bivol, right? Bivol didn't stop him. Let's see what Lenny does here. He's being brought in as the B-side. Probably hasn't fought since the Bivol fight, but who knows. Then uh, no one knows Maxim Peradon, but he's fighting Macaboo and uh, found himself in a shoving match this morning for no apparent reason. Mr. Florian Marco is, uh, he's getting cornier by the minute. And they're giving him a lot of TV time. Shout out to Sam Jones, Lord. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, when when did when did Savannah Marshall turn pro? That's when Sam kind of started his little boxing career, right? And uh, and now he's got maybe twelve fighters. Dude's doing his thing, man. What he's got? That was 2017. Shit, that was like four years ago. Wow, he's on the roll. He got the Juggernaut. He got Solomon Dakari. Well, I said that wrong. Dakir, Dakares or something like that. 
And uh, he's got a... Uh, what's that kid's name from America he got? Ooh, I forgot. He's got an American Olympian that was a heavyweight but is, is going down. Or maybe he was a cruiserweight and going down. Oh, he's also got Guido. Got my man Guido Vigianella. You know, he's got a few fighters, man. And they're all doing business with Matchroom. And, 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 and that brings me back to the point, you know. Sam Jones is a hell of a manager. He got this guy Florian back on TV. Because I don't, I don't really see what... Okay, shout out the box, right? I don't really see what the, the hype is behind him, right? right? Like, why is he getting so much TV time and so many fights? But he got into some weak shoving match... Uh, in the press conference today for no reason. Uh, and, and it sounded like he was saying, don't be looking at me gangster like this. I swear. I swear, honestly. <laughs> That's what he really, really what he said. Uh, so, yeah, man. You know, my man Florian, man. Let's see what happens. Sorry, dead air, solo dolo, Scarface, no Manolo, answering texts. Got a call scheduled today with the mayor of the possible city of in Florida that we're going to be doing border wars, you know? We're going to go to the mayor and see what they got for TBV, you know? It's getting big over here for border wars. I'm excited. So, looking at the schedule, there are fights. Sergio Martinez is fighting Brian Rose, of all people. Shout out to Demetrius Andre. Uh, and he's main eventing in, in, in Madrid, in Spain. So, you know. And is this Angel Moreno? Don't tell me that's Anselmo Moreno. Is this a new, or is this a, like Anselmo Moreno's brother? Who the hell is Angel Moreno? Um, but, yeah. So... You know, AJ got some competition, you know. He going up against Sergio La Maravilla. Martinez, damn, Martinez still a middleweight. Wow. Even with that long layoff, you would figure he would uh, get a little bit of pounds. So, really sucks. Uh, all that we have is the Callum Smith and Lenny Castillo fight. That's worth watching. I guess Mar Marku has taken enough time in our brain where we're going to watch him. And that's about it. That's about it. Oh, yeah, you got Campbell Hatton on the card. Campbell Hatton is back. He's he's definitely staying active, you know. So, yeah, to look forward to uh, really is just really AJ. And um, hopefully he produces a good fight with... Uh, Industry leading, difference making, tomorrow shaping, world changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future at Deloitte. 
Time to pay for college? ISL Education Lending can help. We offer lower-cost loans for parents and students, including no cosigner options for graduates and undergrads. Check out our rates and those of our competitors at iowastudentloan.org. Loan subject to credit approval. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Usyk, who I feel is just going to really move around the ring, kind of like all his cruiserweight fights, to be honest with you. I hope AJ's working on cutting off the ring and uh, letting hands go on Usyk. I know Usyk has gained some weight. He is tall, too. He's not like he's short. He's about a good 6'4", 6'5". And Usyk comes in. Wow, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful, I think. How is that even possible? Usyk is coming in at a plus 220. Wow. I wonder if... uh, the bookies lost a little bit of faith in AJ after the Ruiz fight. That's crazy because AJ's only a minus 270. That's pretty close, man. The over-under is coming in at a minus 140 for the over nine and a half rounds. So uh, they believe it's going to get done. Actually, I believe it's going the distance. Over nine and a half is minus money. Under nine and a half is plus money. So, yeah, they believe it's going a distance or at least going past nine and a half rounds, which is crazy. They don't think AJ could get him out of there, huh? Or at least the probability of it for them is lower than it going the distance. Not that they, they, not that they don't think he can do it, just that the probability is slightly lower. Shout out to Callum Smith, made it to the betting line with Lenny Castillo. Jesus, he's a minus 3,500. That is a shame. I didn't even think Lenny was that big of an underdog. Sheesh. You go 10 with Bivol and you get no credit, no respect. But yeah, man, I tried to watch the whole press conference. I just, you know, couldn't. Obviously, it wasn't enough time between now and my showtime. Uh, but I was hoping maybe AJ gave us something, you know, maybe maybe you sick, you know, some some faces or something. Hopefully, let me see if they posted anything on their social media as of now. Matchroom. Let's see. Let's see. Not yet. Still just a Coley. Yeah, they they've already posted the the Marku little scuffle, if you want to call it that. So nothing yet. Let me see if the zone. Actually, I seen the press conference. I was watching it on uh, Sky Sports YouTube channel. Was that interesting to anybody? I thought it was, it was supposed to be the zone UK now. Or is is this AJ's last fight with uh, what? When did this happen? Holding and Victor y Listo para más. Young undefeated and ready for more. Hashtag the zone Sasson. What is this? Miguel Rivera Lugal. What? What is this? What is the zone doing with this PBC fighter on their Instagram talking about the zone Sasong? Michelle uh, Elzazar, the one that was going to fight Broner and Broner didn't accept. 
He out here tripping. He talking about reincarnation of Muhammad Ali just because he looked like Muhammad Ali slightly. You know what I'm saying? You got a black and whitest picture. Look at it with your eyes squinting. He tripping. <laughs> but why is the zone um, got him there? That's interesting. But, yep, the zone doesn't have any face-off yet. So far, it's just a Coley and Marco. Mr. Marco. So there's a strap on the line for the for the Marku fight with Prodon. So we'll see. Don't know. See, much rather talk about my man Kelaplet, right? Isn't that more exciting? AJ and, and, and Usyk, they just not really doing it. You know, they're not they're not giving us anything. You know, they've been eclipsed by this whole Keller Plant and Canelo situation. Um, but I, I believe that, you know, the Ustatagi should show us, that fight should show us that he does possess the power to hurt uh, Canelo because we counted him out there. We thought he would get hurt. We didn't expect him to do any hurt. And in fact, he put him down twice. And I mean, again, we go back to what's the definition of hurt. And, and, and you know, is it safe to say if you put someone down, you hurt them? Right? How do we quantify a fighter being hurt in the ring? I guess that's the new question, man. Let me go out to my co-host, but you know he's in the office right now. Hey, yo, TBV, the king. Live from La Oficina, we <laughs> trabajo. It's crazy, man. What up? Yo, yo, Ness, I was listening, bro. You said some poignant, poignant, poignant things, man. Like, yo, um, eclipsed. This whole situation is definitely eclipsed, AJ. But, you know, um, yo, it's, it's hard to really, when I looked at that whole, and I know people been burning on it and chomping on it for a bit, man. Yo, is this, like, I was talking to somebody, Caleb Plant is really fighting his death wish, the streets seem to think, man. The streets seem to think that he's egging Canelo on and that he knows, and somebody stop me if you heard this before, he's literally egging Canelo on, not because he's so confident, but because he really knows that this is a complete cash out. That's what I'm hearing from, you know, maybe not hardcore fans, but just from a lot of people that kind of follow boxing, used to follow boxing, people that know Canelo, they know how Canelo get down. They said, who is this guy that he slapped him? They said, why would you do that to Canelo? Um, and I'm not saying that any sort of way. I'm just looking at it like, damn, like, you know, um, people have no faith in Caleb Plant. And maybe that's what had him so mad. He like, yo, nobody don't believe in me around this motherfucker. I got to slap this man for y'all to believe in me. So put some powder on his hands like Mike Epps, you know what I'm saying? If he won't be walking around slapping motherfuckers. Yeah, man. Mm. Um, I, I don't know why Usyk, though, and uh, AJ are not getting this promotion. I mean, well, I guess that says more about Usyk than it does about AJ. I think AJ fights always kind of creep up us, creep up on us stateside. Um, you know, so it, the fanfare just isn't there. I mean, he doesn't have the shit show of a fury uh following him or the detractors that wilder has he's just kind of you know in this case his, his demeanor kind of belies him stateside like he's got to you know 
give us something a little more. You know, for boxing fans, we're going to tune in to see the evolution or to see if he can still hang or whatever. But for the most part, man, um, I don't know. I think it's Usek, man, because you have to be, number one, you got to be hardcore as hell to even know who the fuck was in the cruiserweight division. Then you tell us Usek was the last screen to rise to the top. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's no shade on this fight, man. I'm excited as hell, you know, because really? I'm a hardcore. This is what we do. But You excited yeah, as I hell? You, ex- I'm going to tell you. You don't hear it in my voice. I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm a big, 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 big fan of AJ, right? And I like the way they keep stacking people up against him sometimes. So they put Usyk in there. Usyk supposed to you know, he was dangerous in cruiserweight. Man, I want to see AJ flatten this guy. So they can stop disrespecting AJ. I got a lot more respect for AJ and his loss to Ruiz than I have for some other fighters because of the way he handled it. So when he come back and, uh, you know, he carry on the way he does, getting Floyd's attention, you know, just the way he moved, yo, I want him to flatten Usek, and then the rest of the heavyweight division still got to get sorted out. So AJ's going to flatten Usek, and then the real shit starts after October 13th or whenever that fight's supposed to be. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. The dominoes are falling. I feel like the dominoes are falling. Yeah, I don't know about dominoes falling. I feel like, you know, the promotion is light, man. It's light. I mean, I don't know. Again, could it have been just simply clips with the Canelo and no matter how hard they would have went, it would have still been overshadowed? Or, or, Or is the promotion for this fight just light? Like... I mean, at the end of the day, is 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 one undisputed versus an almost undisputed? You know, I don't know. I thought it, it it it'd be more hype. I mean, my own girl was like, "Yo, there's no boxing this week," and I'm like, "Uh, oh yeah, AJ." Like it, I ha- it had to click. It had to register. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, you you write with the light promotion, but I think that's kind of you know. I think. Man, maybe maybe I'm I'm speculating, but maybe sometimes they're leaning more on trying to get the houses packed. They're trying to get people in seats. So when they splitting up that money, they say, you know what, we're not going to be advertising as much. You know, because I, I think the big deal over there is AJ's, you know, live action. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's going to be wide open. He's always packing the houses. So I think, you know, for them, that's what it does. So they, I guess he don't need the promotion, but for us. I mean, yeah, we need to know whether it's on the zone or what app it's on because we're not going to catch it on regular TV. So, you know, but but we're just getting promotion for Fury Wilder. I've seen maybe one commercial on Instagram, and I don't think I heard nothing on the radio yet. So, um, you know, and it's still some time away. But I mean, I think promotion, you know, the whole idea of promotion, you know, because people have Instagram. Look at Kevin Hart. You know, he turned his whole into Instagram into a fucking promotional company. So I, I think it's just different, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, but man. Yeah, I don't man, know. I, I would have, I would have, I would have wanted to feel a little more excited, like as excited as I am for Canelo and Plant. Like they, they got me hype, and I know, you know, that's a press conference, and obviously some uh, very unorthodox things took place, but like it still got me hype, and is that's what forty four days out now, so. Um, you know, I just want to be excited. I I don't know. Like when when you thought of Wilder and AJ, you you know you you felt like someone was getting knocked out. Like I think of Usyk and AJ, and I'm not sure can it happen because of Usyk's movement. 
You know what I mean? Like, he's probably going to try and stay away yeah. from AJ's right hand. And, you know, is it going to be a corny fight? It's It's got me worried. Yeah, nobody's getting knocked out. Nobody's definitely getting knocked down, knocked out, and there may not even be a knockdown, man. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. I'd be surprised as hell. Um, maybe they got some sort of parlay for that. But I can guarantee you they could be no knockdown. And I was going to say, shout out to London Runs Boxing, because I know he's going to keep us covered, um, you know, with, with his AJ support. You know, that's my guy. So, um, yeah, they got to do something. You want to be excited, right? I want to be excited. Hell yeah, I want to be excited. I know Enrique's excited. excited. Enrique's a big. Uh, I want to be excited. Enrique's I, a big I, AJ I, I'm fan. hoping. I'm hoping they. That you know, at least AJ says something. You know, like you know how he talks under his breath. How he did the the Dominic Brazil. That got me excited. Like yo, you know, he, he that little behind the scenes. Yo, don't talk tough to me. Shit, that got me excited. You know the whole landlord with, with, with big ba big baby that got me excited so i'm not counting aj out he might say something to to to, to give us some headlines you know but uh you know can i draw a comparison Ness? let me draw a comparison right quick i see aj a lot like lennox lewis man he's just he's a silent killer man he, he don't do too much you know what i mean like like he talk his shit but he talking kind of smoothly you know what i'm saying so he probably not going to say too much to Usyk. He probably just going to be like, yeah, you're up against me now, man. Yeah, you're up against me. You're up against the best now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're going to look him down and stare him down. And then, you know, they're going to depart. And then that's it. Eddie going to be in the background cheesing, hyping up the fight. You know, it's just going to be pure boxing, man. At least let's let's just hope for the you, – you're a big boxing fan. You don't like the brawlers and the seated the sloppy shit. You like the, the, the precision of boxers, man. You, you, you got to get into this somehow. Again, I'm worried that, that, that AJ won't be able to catch up to Usyk, that he'll be circling around, and then it'll just be this boring fight where rounds are going by. I'm hoping that the noose felt AJ with all, all the uh, Terminator muscles. Maybe that gives him a different game plan and it changes the complexion of the fight. Or am I being too optimistic, man? I mean, he's definitely slimmed down. You know, you can see that. People have been talking about that for some months now. He's definitely slimmed down. We got a super chat from and I want to see um, DW that says, Ness, Axe Caller, does AJ duck Wilder when he KOs Fury? Did AJ ask Usyk for $50 million? So he wants me to ask you. Nah. Will AJ duck Wilder if he gets the knockout over Fury? Um, I don't think he can. You know what I'm saying? And I think both those fighters are in the same boat at that point. You want to know why? Well, shit, all three of them. Because then they've all taken losses. You know what I'm saying? Now, Wilder's going to be feeling good because he's going to be feeling like the redeemer, right? Mm -hmm. But then, you know... AJ, he's going to be like, but I've been there. I've been where you at. I've been on the high that you've been off. So, nah, he's not going to duck him. Now, again, the money part, I can't deny it if you guys are saying that it was a duck by virtue of offers and money on the table. I'm not disputing that. I just don't know that language. But I know when it comes down to it and, and AJ considering it now, he's going to be like, yo, and dude already lost, and I lost. Like, there's, there's no – um. I don't think the fear is there or, or even the worry. I think it's just for, for all of the fighters. That if we're talking about a big if, though, 
talking about a big if. But if uh, Fury is, you know, KO, Wilder KOs him, I don't, I don't think Joshua would duck him. Not at this point. Mm. So we're scheduled to have uh, accordingly, I mean, supposedly uh, Suleiman on today at 10 o'clock, man. What you expecting from uh, the WBC prayers? You know something? I would leave work and go jump in front of a camera so I could remind the Honorable Mauricio Suleiman. I'd say, hey, how you doing, sir? I, would, I wouldn't go in, but I would, I would expect him to dance, man. He's, he's going to dance. He's not going to answer any direct questions. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure that it would, I'm not sure that it would, you know, behoove us 100% to go hard on him. We want him to come back. We consider him a friend, right? Um, yeah, but he ain't going to tell us you know, directly. You got that control with him where you could be like, yo, Mauricio, I, I, I don't understand. Oh, I'm definitely going to use the term I don't understand. A lot of shit been happening I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, or probably... explain to me how. That That's the way. Yeah. I don't even yeah, know where man. to well, begin, listen, honestly. Man, I hope honestly, that... I don't even know where to begin with him because it's like, it's so much, you know? The lightweight situation... The drug testing situation. The creating of belts for every occasion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Black Lives Matter belt, the Juneteenth belt, the Super I mean, Mexican belt. I mean, those are, those are okay with of. me. Those are okay with me because those are more trophies. that You can't defend those. Those are not, they don't even attempt to defend those. The only one I have an issue, obviously, is the franchise because it, it, it caused franchise. it caused issue. But whenever they make the Mayan belt or the Aztecan belt, that just goes to the winner, uh, and he gets to put it in his showcase and shit. You know, there's no, I don't consider it. It's not doing no any harm, like like the franchise and, and, and the way that sometimes these interim belts cause harm to the sport. Uh, by fragmenting it and, and, and you know, confusing the, the 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 fan, really. Well, you know what I would ask him, though? Does he also request, or does the, the, uh, the commission, rather, still take a sanctioning fee because they're giving you this prop belt, essentially? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I guess, but, that, I mean, you know... You can ask him that. I mean, that's like in a, 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 a in his pocket question. I, I really don't care because it's the fighter. You know what I mean? Like if they like Michael, Mon I seen Michael Mont Montero had a fight and he got a WBC belt. If he had to pay to get that, like a sanctioning fee, I mean, you gonna pay it because you want to win a WBC belt. So. You know, it's it's the same thing, you know, for anybody else. Like, if they making that Mayan belt and you want it, and they charging you and you paying, then pff, that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> I know I won't be paying. Yeah. But, you know, to me, that's like when cats used to get them Chryslers and tried to put the Bentley grill in it. It's still a Chrysler. <laughs> and I like the Chryslers. You get what I'm saying? In other words... If, if it's a WBC belt and it's a regional belt, it's a silver kind, okay, cool, but I'm giving you money. I'm, he might as well go buy and, and, and buy a WWE belt if you want a, a specialized but shit, it, but, the but, IBO but Border the Wars nah, belt. Nah, because the truth is that the WBC is still more prestigious. 
Everybody still wanted the WBC. But what's the prestige when you paid for it? But because you know what I'm saying? Because That's, it don't matter. It's not you can't if you could pay for it. But you can't really pay for it, right? Like you can't really pay for it. And that's the thing. So, you know, receiving it still means you got it or earned it in some weird way. Because everything costs, I mean, like, everything costs, man. They ain't just going to give it to you. But if they gave it to you in a fight, in some weird way, you earned it if you won, right? So, like, look, I'm looking at this picture of Mauricio and Jake Paul, right? And they hugging. And and Jake is wearing a, he's wearing a, a WBC amateur belt that Mauricio obviously done gave him and shit. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Just because it's, but, and this is what I'm saying. Like, it's a WBC. You know how prestigious that is? And it says amateur. For it to be. Oh, and that's right. He does have, and you see what I'm saying? You, you think Jake didn't pay some sanctioning fees so that his first and only amateur fight, he gets a belt? Can be for a WBC. That's what I'm, that's, that's WBA levels of bullshit. I mean, it's politics, man. Everybody needs money. For the world to go round, their world, their business, you need that bread. And look, smarter the WBC, they got in with Jake in the very beginning as an amateur, where everybody else waited to, for him to make real noise. Well, you know something on that same token? That's why the IBO is going to, it's just like fashion, right? So that's what I'm hearing, the trend, right? Mm -hmm. The IBO is going to become prestigious because it's going to become that it ain't no politics, and you just had to get it from a fight. It wasn't because it was a holiday weekend. It wasn't because both the fighters or whatever the fuck. It was simply because this was the belt that was at stake for that division match. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Maybe I'm being too much of an idealist, man. Uh, I mean, look, man, I think, uh, I think we're a long way before the IBO overtakes... Or becomes the the one that's considered prestigious, but that, you know, look and 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 you might start to think differently about them, man, because you know they're they're in bed with with Eddie now. You know what I mean? They're in bed with Eddie. Maxi Hughes <coughs> just got a belt. You know, Gongora has a belt. There's a lot of IBO champs over there now. You got uh, I don't know. I guess Chris Eubank isn't over there anymore, but he had an IBO belt. Uh, I be you know, so you just never know, man. You never know. Shit changes because, again, money makes the world go round. Need that, but you know what funding, I think about man. that? That's, we, we need that funding. But that's that's mutual, though, man. That's like the IBO. It's like, yo, we're building each other. You know what I'm saying? The IBO is building with these young fighters, you know what I'm saying, in a lot of ways. Different from when the WBA, shit, don't my man David Morell got a belt? You know what I'm saying? Like, WBA... They are the most notorious for it, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, I think the WBC is getting to the point to where, you know, it, everybody got it. So it's no longer, you know, and again, not me, but if everybody has a particular watch or a particular a vehicle, it kind of depreciates the value, you know what I'm saying? It's no longer, you know what I'm saying, like kind of the exclusivity is what gives it its value, man. Yeah. But that's the thing. Um, is there really exclusivity when 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 it's about fees or sanction? 
Ah, yeah. Well, and I think, and I think there yeah, is still some level. I think there's still some level of exclusivity because you don't see everybody running around here with a WBC belt. It's just the truth. That's what made Wilder when he was holding that green belt above all. He said, "Y'all can have whatever you want, but this green belt." You know what I'm saying? I I don't know if I just drank the Kool Aid. I just grew up feeling and thinking that the green belt was the belt that mattered. I mean, it's just and it's uh, just I guess because it was so. I think it's it's because it's the belt that 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 all the champions of yesteryear have had. You know what I mean? Like, I guess. Is it is it the first belt? I I I feel like I hear people say the WBA was the first. I think it was the first, but something about the WBC. I think like all of the the greats or something have at least been WBC champions. I I, I don't know what the uh, correlation is. Mm. Yo, so let me ask you, man does does Caleb possess the power to hurt Canelo? I mean, that is the big question. And 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 for just for your yeah. information, he made it clear. Uh, Plant did. He said, "Look, you trying to tell me Miguel Cotto's brother, who didn't achieve anything in boxing on the level of Canelo or Plant, could hurt Canelo, but I can't." So, like, what do you think about that? No, I'm totally with the idea. I don't know if I'm with Plant. I'm with the idea that he can hurt Canelo for sure, um, because it's boxing. Four to five pounds of pressure to the chin. And no matter how granite your chin might be, um, you have to take them. you got to take them punches. And by the way, Triple G and Billy Joe let us know how you know easy it is to hit Canelo with the jab. The thing is, will your jab deter him? Uh, Plant being the, the, the naturally bigger guy, um, obviously taller, I think his jab's got more pop on it, and I think um, he is a um, more, you know, could be more skilled than, than Billy Joe. I think he's, you know, you know, levels levels in, in the same vicinity. Um, then I want to add to that his accuracy. Like I said, um, you know, he just he's he's very patient and he's very accurate, and you know his his punches are very quick to the point to where he's not winding him up. Canelo, I said it before, I'll say it again. He has evolved the Mexican, the traditional Mexican style. He's going two for one. That's why you can hit him with the jab because what he thinks he's going to hit you with is harder than whatever you can hit him with, all right? So um, it's just not going to behoove him because even if it looks the same way it looked with Triple G versus Canelo, because everybody thinks, you know, except for me, that uh, Triple G won the first fight. But Triple G just jab, jab, jabbed, and when he crossed him, he was able to keep Canelo in a certain position because he had already biting on the jab, but he was landing the jab. He knew where Canelo was going to be. Imagine Plant doing that. And Plant moves his head 10 times more than Triple G. So I'm just going off of the boxing. Yeah, he can hurt Canelo. And he can make the fight difficult for Canelo. I think for me, the question is, does the power Canelo possess stop him like it stops so many others? Does it make Plant change his game plan? Like, oh, shit. You know, so that's that's what makes it such an interesting fight. Mm. We got C Dub with the super chat that says, "What if Usyk do AJ like he did Bellew? Excited now, but that would be in the post. So of course I'd be excited in the post because I don't watch what happened. But like, we need that pre-fight hype to tell our friends, like, yo, you got to watch this AJ fight. Heavyweights is fighting. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what's missing right here. I think it's just because I know that if AJ don't get it done, 
we damn sure ain't getting no knockout because I ain't seeing Usyk knocking out AJ. I just can't see that happening. Hell no. <laughs> nah. So that that's that's I think that's the 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 lack of excitement, which is which is weird because I remember when Eddie you know first mentioned this fight like long time ago, like oh imagine they fight or you know eventually they'll fight. And people were excited because he was undisputed. And now it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I'm I'm more like ready to get this one over with. You know what I mean? Like, get AJ uh, this win and move on so he's available for the winner of Wilder Fury. And that's, I want him to but be. But that's in what attendance. I meant about the dominoes falling. That's what I meant about the dominoes falling. Like, get this, you know, not out the way as if Usyk is a walkover, but this ain't the fight we want to see from AJ. Let's just move this along. Let it be a boxing event. Let it, let's see, oh, AJ come back a little different. He's smaller. He's boxing. He's doing more pull counters. I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay, and if it doesn't happen, cool, because then we ain't got no choice but for something exciting to happen post-October, man. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm looking ahead. You're not supposed to look past the opponent. Well, it's a good thing I ain't fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm looking past uh, Usyk as an opponent. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just wanting to get past this one. You know? What are the um the, the odds looking like? Uh they're close, bro. Freaking real close. I can't believe how close. Actually, so silly. This is weird. That's disrespectful. That's what I That's said. That's disrespectful. They got Usyk as a plus two twenty. That's crazy. Let me just put that into perspective for people, right? Uh, Wilder lost twice to Fury, and he's a plus two ten. So, so a dude that lost twice, in some people's mind, he got a draw and got stopped. He's only ten points less. Like he's still more of a favorite than Usyk. Usyk still is less of a like that. Don't make no sense. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I didn't. Yeah, man. I, I it don't it just it, it just don't make sense. That it really should be at least like a four hundo. I feel like, you know, like Herring is a plus four sixty and he's the champ. Dan ain't think Shakur special. I never seen they that. They do. Shit. A, they do. A plus four sixty and he the champ. Shakur minus six twenty. Herring is mature enough to use that as motivation, man. Herring is very mature. And I see, shout out to Marlon So Icy Sims. I've seen him out there getting some work with Herring. Yeah, yeah, he's in the training camp. I see. I, that work must be real good. My man went and bought the new Porsche. I hear you. I see you, champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them lines is crazy, though, man. But, yeah, I don't know. They, they, the, the fucking... Um, the, the server for the booking shit must be in the Ukraine. Tom, go figure. I don't know, man. I don't know who Usyk knows that he's that close. He's that <laughs> much of a favorite with AJ, bro. Like, honestly, AJ's fought at least, what, 
seven or eight top ten fight heavyweights. They tripping. Them lines is crazy. That's crazy. Uh, they know something we don't know. I wonder you if they got hurt in camp or something. Nah, man. You know what that is? Bro, you know what that is? It goes close, back to, man. you know, that's that machine, man. The, the the residual impact it was a, it was a few of them and Usyk was like the baby baby because remember Korobov was in there Kovalev was in there Lomo uh it was you know Derevchenko it was a bunch of you know Eastern European fighters that was supposed to be the wave and you cannot abandon ship now so mm. I guess you you know the Titanic Usyk will be the Titanic for I'm that wave saying, ladies man. and gentlemen. I'm just saying, Usyk is a mandatory, right? Cambosos is a mandatory. Tio's a minus 1,000 over Cambosos. <laughs> and Cambosos is a plus 700. That's what I'm saying. And, and and I'm not saying Usyk should be a plus 700, but definitely in the fours, man. They wildin'. Even I remember even when Mikey opened up with Earl, he was like a 360 or 340. You know what I'm saying? The money started going down as people start betting. So I, I that's really strange. I wonder. Maybe that got me hyped now. Maybe that means that the fight is tighter <laughs> and better than what I thought. Cause honestly, I thought AJ was a a, 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 a way bigger favorite, you know. Um up until today, I expected AJ to knock him out, but like the more I think about it, the more I think uh, Usyk is gonna try to use his his feet as much as possible. I'm sure it's like a 20 foot fort ring because they big boys anyway. Oh no, man! Do, are you expecting a knockout? No, but I'm expecting AJ to look good. Like I said, I'm expecting AJ. Yeah, man, I'm expecting AJ to unveil some more pull wow. counters. I'm expecting him to show us. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, how you look good as a heavyweight not getting a knockout? What the fuck? Because of, from a fighter that's not going to be there to get knocked out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, remember, not even a true heavyweight. It's, a, it's one heavyweight fighter in the ring. That's AJ. It's a cruiserweight in there, an overblown cruiserweight, and Damn, he's going to dance. He's going to revert to his cruiserweight roots. They don't even believe you know AJ saying? can get the Which stoppage, he, man. They got AJ as a plus 100 for the TKO. That's low, man. That's not even enticing. Like, That's it? Plus 100? For this big-ass that... Adonis of a man? <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, that's crazy, bro. Like, by not, you picking them by knockout, and you still can't really bet. Like, what the fuck? Let me see what, uh, let me see what Fury is. Oh, they ain't got no prop bets on Fury. But they got them on Canelo. Let's see what the, Canelo, damn, they disrespecting plant. <laughs> Canelo by stoppage is easy. Yo, easy they, got, they got Canelo. I mean, plant at a plus twelve hundred for the knockout, and Canelo's almost a, a Canelo's one ninety minus one ninety for the knockout. So they really think he's stopping plant. They disrespectful, man. My boy yeah. ain't getting stopped, man. What's wrong with y'all? We gonna we gonna we gonna bet on Yo. will this fight go to distance and, and make all the money on these fools? What if Plant does the unthinkable? This may be the one fight I may be, I may be, you know, betting what, heavy. What unthinkable? Than, um, What's, the unthinkable? What's the unthinkable? What's the unthinkable, though? 
the unthinkable is knocking Canelo down, winning by decision because he got a, a knockdown on Canelo. Yo, bro. Or 10-8 rounds now. This is disrespectful. They giving this man no chance. Look, plant by KO, plus 1,200. Plant by decision, minus 1,100. So they, so they basically saying, bro, you ain't got no No shot. way of winning. You ain't got no shot outboxing this dude, and we know you ain't got power, so that's the only way you're going to win by knockout, which you can't do, so the odds are even greater for that. <laughs> that's disrespectful. They are disrespectful. They are disrespectful. Motherfuckers ain't boxed a day in their life. Jesus, yo. Who are the bookies, man? These motherfuckers, man. Are you watching that low-key series on Disney? Nah. Nah, I haven't gotten into all it. All my Marvel people out there, all my, my comic book superhero dudes, they know what I'm talking about, man. Who are these people, man? The Time Masters and shit. That's what, that's what these bookies are. I need to meet a bookie. You know how long I've been trying to reach out to people and, and like get someone that really, really, really does the, the, like the lines so we could get better tips on betting? It's so hard to meet, like... What what's the what's the real word? I'm I'm fucking up the real word. It's like a job they got. What is it called? Do you know? Nah, I thought it was bookie. Nah, nah, bookies make the lines. Talking about somebody you like get your betting advice from. No, all right, whatever, whatever. Let's open up the Crook. phone lines. <laughs> Crooks. Let's open up the <laughs> phone lines and see what the world is picking. I'm going to go ahead and end this poll. We already got a lot of votes. You haters don't believe nothing. No matter what poll we do about plant, it's always going to be the negative side y'all choose. It's okay. 67%. Next, before you open the line, what, what do you think about that as the unthinkable? You know, a plant getting a 10-8 round. That's pretty much the unthinkable, right? Especially based on the oh. odds. What, what, go ahead. No, I mean, um, I never considered him dropping Canelo, but uh, that would be great for him. I don't know that he can do that. But again, I ain't think he could drop Ustatsuki. That's what I keep saying. Like, people just want to brush that over. Oh, Ustatsuki, so what? So what? But like, we didn't think he can do it, and he did it, so. You know what I'm saying? And he loves that hook, man. He doubles it. He he goes up and down with it. You just never know. Never know. They might end up hooking each other, and then, then it's a matter of power. And obviously, Canelo done done that with, 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 with Triple G. I mean, Canelo's just battle-tested, man. He's got that chin shit granted. He never been down. He been hit by the best. You know, plant plant gonna have to show he's special. That's just the bottom line. You have to show he's special. You get that one night to change everything. One night only. Yo, it's so horrible though, though, because you got to do it twice. You know, Canelo got that rematch clause, and it's like you beat him. It's like, oh, that was luck. You got to do it again. <laughs> it's you, crazy. But you know what though, man? If that's the fucking Super Bowl. If you beat Canelo, the only two people on this planet to beat Canelo, Saul, what, Saul Canelo Alvarez, right, mm -hmm. is Floyd Mayweather and Caleb Plant. That is the fucking Super Bowl. It is, but uh, mm -hmm. that's a tall task, man. Tall Speak it with Steven, believe it, with a soundboard at. <laughs> tall task, but 
you know, he is. Uh, I think Mauricio is ready. Open up this sky. Um. Yeah, man. See if he's gonna call in. He said, Good morning. Mauricio, how are you? How are you, my friend? How's everything? Oh, everything is well, well, doing good. Thank you for joining us this fine morning. Oh, you're in the suit and tie over there. What you got going on? Every single day, my friend. <laughs> No, no WBC walk today, or, or you already got to that? No, I, I injured my 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 knee, oh. so I'm gonna be out for a couple of days out of out of the walking. Uh oh, not good. So uh, I don't know how much time we have, so let's get right into it. Uh, we'll start with Victor Banuelos, who says. I'm sure most boxing fans would agree that Tyson Fury is a better boxer than Deontay Wilder. In your opinion, if Wilder were to test positive, oh boy, here we go, for Fetterman, would that give him a better chance of defeating Fury in, his, in their upcoming trilogy? Assuming he would still be able to fight despite failing a drug test. So this is definitely a backwards question, huh? Well, it's it's a. I don't think it's a question that is well worded. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna go backwards, of course. Uh, the WBC Clean Boxing Program is unique. We created it, and we have worked with it for uh, six years with Vada. We have done a tremendous job. Uh, we have stopped several fights we have uh, had uh, strong penalties and hopefully what people would understand is that there are over 300 substances but each substance is different there are different categories of uh, dangers or effects on each substance so um, the way i have given some examples so people can relate and understand uh, there are felonies uh, one felony could be stealing a candy bar from the store and that's stealing but uh, also if you go into a bank and rob a bank with rifles and with aggression that's still stealing but the penalties are much more different so we did Valdez uh, a a severe uh, one-year program that he has to comply with he did not go unnoticed uh, we did a whole process but what people should understand is that the WBC managed the results and we took that uh, route. There's nothing more important than the integrity of the WBC and the program, clean boxing program. So uh, to talk like that about uh, Wilder, or what could happen, it's no need to answer that question. So Mauricio, I guess now in retrospect, I, do you feel like maybe choosing to say that Fetterman uh, is the equivalent of taking three Red Bulls was not 
the right choice of words for the for that particular instance, or do you still no. stand by that quote? I stand by that because that was one of the examples that one of the scientists gave. Fentramine is a a uh, prescription drug used to uh, suppress appetite. So it is uh, used in um, obesity cases. So it does not give a performance enhancing effect. That happened a month before the fight. Everything was addressed. There is no, we're still investigating what could have been the source of uh, Valdez having uh, a small amount of uh, fentanyl in his system. But it was not a, a, a situation to take away the title or suspend the championship fight. And uh, one of the other elements is we discussed this with the ABC, with the Association of Boxing Commissions in the USA, and with the local boxing commission where the fight took place. So, I guess that the issue for most boxing fans obviously is that there wasn't any real punishment for Valdez. There wasn't any suspension and instead instead he was placed on some sort of probationary supervision uh, by the WBC. From what I read, it seems like he's a, he's, he's got like spokesperson duties to fulfill, you know, like you, you basically, he has to give you six, appearances when you want I don't really know how is that a punishment the punishment is that he is he will undergo a six month uh, period where he's going to be tested continuously by VADA mm -hmm. and he is going to have to pay for that uh, and that's a, a good amount of money he's going to have to undergo a certification program on nutrition, hydration, weight management, and substances. And he is going to have to pay for that, him and his team. And then from that, he's going to go and do appearances to teach gymnasiums, schools, or something that we will uh, design. And uh, he's going to have to do all that also uh, by his own payment. And he's going to be one year in probation. So that's the WBC's uh, resolution. People want to stick to say uh, we didn't cut his head. We're not going to change anyone's mind. The substance is a special what we have tried to explain. But uh, if, if nobody wants to understand that this is not a major substance of major effects of major dangers, there's nothing I can say to convince anyone. But, but you're calling it major dangers. Uh, basically, the opponent was not given the same opportunity to cut weight. Um, if I am cutting weight, first of all, I, I'm not in that weight class. I'm going to lose 15, 20 pounds to fight in this division. So that is taking, not the case. Taking, this, taking Fetterman is suppressing my hunger. It's helping me make that weight. Stop speculating. Valdez was a featherweight. Now he's fighting in super featherweight. has no issues doing weight. He has put the 30-day weigh-in, the 14-day weigh-in, the 7-day weigh-in. He has made weight. 
Don't speculate no, no, about no, no, you no. having to lose 20 I'm not, pounds. I'm not speculating that he can't make weight. What I'm saying is the drug... Listen, wait, so he didn't just hear me through. out. Hear me out so you can understand oh, what I'm saying. You're only accusing and you're no, not hearing you're, me out. You're not listening to what I'm saying so you can understand. The drug suppresses your hunger. So it's easier to make weight, Mauricio. If I don't, if I don't have a hunger attack, I don't have to go to the fridge. But if I'm a regular fighter that's not taking Fetterman, guess what? I get those cravings, don't I? What, what PED effect does that have? What advantage? Uh, what would have been the problem of uh, such fighter? He did not enter the ring with Fetterman. That was a month before the fight. We analyzed the whole picture. But Everything that... took into consideration. But Mauricio, Look at your face. Mauricio, Look at Mauricio your face. Good, good morning. Good morning, this you're is King Amin of I think you, you're, you're missing you're... that he, he, he might have used this substance in preparation for this fight, and that is an unfair advantage. If he tested in late August and the fight was the end of August or September, that means he was able to use this in preparation, which creates an unfair advantage, don't you think? You have a, a point, and I understand it, but we took the whole process... And we did all the evaluation of everything. The WADA code, WADA, the World Anti-Doping Code, it says it's only prohibited the day of the event. The WADA code has over 300 substances prohibited at all times. But the penalties for different substances are different. He did not have a competitive advantage when he fought when he got into the ring, he may have had uh, aid to lose weight, may, may have had. So the penalty that we assessed was to learn nutrition, hydration, weight management, and substances. He's going to be registered and certified, and then he's going to go and teach others what can happen if you do this, Y, X, Y, Z. So... I I'm mean, satisfied. We're going around in circles. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. You said what I wanted you to say. I'm satisfied that you admit that he may. You want to use the word may, that's fine. But you're admitting that in the eight-week camp, he may have had an advantage in that first four weeks. I'm cool yes, with that. Not, cool. not an advantage that could put in jeopardy his championship or the fight. And, uh, you know, that's, you, that's yes, obviously up to your discretion because as the president... He Not took my a discretion, a whole panel of no, experts. No, 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 because the, the substance was on the ban list. Absolutely. So, so we analyzed. So, so, so we it was up to your discretion what was going to take place after it was on the banned substance list. The WEC discretion. All yes, right. that. So I, I'm, I'm correct in what I'm saying. Mr. Suleiman. Yes, Joseph. What, what about this, the concerns of the safety of fighters taking these drugs and, and how it could harm them? It's, it's not always just a performance advantage, but it's the safety. That's why a prescription is required for this drug. I, I think that the regulation has to protect the fighter as well because fighters will do anything to make weight. They don't always put their, their physical health first. I, I think the safety of this drug is also an issue, not just the performance uh, part of it. You're absolutely correct. Uh, the major concern of anyone taking any sort of substance, prohibited substance or processes, is the harm that they can do to themselves. 
the any substance uh, as i said there there's so many different ones but substance hurt your liver your heart your brain your kidneys it is very dangerous to take and to use and to uh, manipulate anything that happens in your body that's why we have an education program uh the I don't know if you have watched this, uh, the webinar that is in, in the Clean Boxing Program site. Uh, it goes through this and we have a continuous education to the fighters and the trainers and the managers. So this is an ongoing program. And of course, the concern of anyone taking anything is they can harm themselves in a bad uh, manner. So I guess a, a fair question to, to ask right now would be moving forward. If someone does take this drug in preparation for a fight, what will the punishment be? Good question. It, it will. Every single case is analyzed separately. Okay. What is the, the specific situation? How did it happen? When did it happen? What's surrounding? Uh, there's fighters who have taken supplements. And they even put put it in the in the form, and they don't know that the most uh, common thing is the naive and ignorance of uh, the supplements or the vitamins or whatever a fighter is taking or a uh, nutritionist or a trainer is giving them. So that's our continuous process. We continuously try to make them understand. There's a system, uh, a company called Access, and they can send the the products to be certified and, they, and and to receive guidance. So we have like a hotline where fighters can contact and, and be educated on that. And that's going to be Valdez's um, duty to educate as many as he can on uh, different things about weight management, hydration, and uh, substances. Are so, you concerned, though? Let me just get this one off, Nestor. It's very important. If Are you concerned that if someone else looks at this and hears this interview, another fighter, they're going to say, well, Mr. Valdez was able to get off without being suspended. He was able and allowed to fight. Now, if I take this drug, I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice. Maybe I can get the same treatment. And if they don't get the same treatment, you know, can you understand the criticism that will come your way if that does happen. No, I am not concerned. I am concerned for any fighter taking anything with knowledge. That that would be a different case. And if they accept they take it, that's a different. Valdez never accepted he had taken anything. Uh, if they do it with knowledge, then it's a different uh, evaluation of that specific case. Uh, this is the first time that there has been a fentramine uh, case in the six years that we have had. Um, we are still investigating what could have been the source of the of of Valdez, uh, uh, contamination or or taking. We're still investigating and will continue. He's in probation for one year. So I am not concerned if any fighter takes anything. We're gonna address it and and go through it. Same as we did with Valdez and we have done with Povetkin and we have done with Pascal and every single fighter who has tested uh, positive for any of the so uh, banned substances. Uh, just to move on, because I'm, I'm really done with the uh, negative or positive drug test, but I don't know if you know the term 
pre-trial intervention, something that's called PTI in the legal system, and you brought up felonies and things like that, and I wonder if that's kind of what the WBC adapted. It's like a first-time offender. He gets caught for whatever crime. It's not a violent crime. It's not a serious crime. So the government steps in, puts him on pre-trial intervention. They have to do some sort of probation and community service, and it doesn't stay on their record, but it is a way of... You know, slapping them on the wrist, teaching them their lesson. So is that kind of what you did here, where it was on the banned substance list, he he had no knowledge of it, you want to educate him so he's on a probationary period? Yeah, I, I, I was not familiar with that term, but the way you explain it, uh, I think it's a good way of putting it. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean... You, you worded perfectly uh, the way you explain it. So Because it's kind of like a first-time offender thing, and, you know, you, you're giving them the education now. It's what it seems like. You know, he didn't know. It's the first time he ever got caught. I know Valdez said on his social media, like, he's been tested 30 times. So it feels like you gave him the benefit of the doubt. Like, uh, look, you, we've tested you 30 times. This is the first time you pop positive. We believe you, you're on this probationary period to see do you continue to test or not, right or wrong? Yeah, that, that's a good way to word it. He went to two Olympics. In the Olympic Games, they have a, a certain uh, testing, of course, and then 30 VADA tests, always uh, negative. And, and he has a reputation unquestionable in gymnasiums. In I mean, anyone that uh, was contacted, they were surprised and they would vow in favor of Valdez. So that's a way, a good way that you have put it. Moving forward, I got Brandon Lenz in Houston that says, thank you for coming on, Mauricio. Do you think a mandatory passing on his shot at the champion is something that should be punishable? Like, let's say he drops 20 slots in the rankings. I think it's disrespectful to the belt and the system in place to not compete Excuse me, not complete the process. What do you think? I'm sorry, I'm not understanding very well. So a question. mandatory challenger that 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 wins an eliminator or, or wins the interim title but doesn't want to fight the champion, obviously he's going in circles. He's talking directly. Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Jojo Diaz, two interim champions that now are instead choosing to fight each other instead of fighting the champion. Like... No one wants to fight Devin Haney. It seems so weird to us. I'm not sure about that. Uh, Devin Haney, uh, has he wants to fight Ryan Garcia. That's uh, We have spoken about that uh, thoroughly in the past. This lightweight uh, division has been extremely complicated uh, with many things happening. Uh, and the WBC, uh, Ryan Garcia had mental issues. And we expressed our support to him. So the WBC have continued the, the dragging of happenings that were from before the pandemic. So we had Fortuna and Diaz fight for the interim title because Fortuna had been in, in place with Campbell and then uh, with uh, the fights that were just falling through. So we did that to continue the process. Uh, Ryan Garcia will fight Jojo Diaz to finish that uh, that circle and then uh, the fight, the winner to fight uh, Devin Haney. Haney can do a voluntary or Haney can contract to find Jojo Diaz directly or to fight. We are giving Haney the option to 
to take and choose the best uh, path that he wishes. But uh, one of the final steps is to have uh, finalize Garcia, Jojo Diaz in case that fight happens. But then the next has to be the interim champion against the champion and uh, and then try to finalize that uh, all the mayhem that went in, in the lightweight division. Mauricio, you don't think that Devin Haney being champion for, I'm going to say, two years now and not ever having a mandatory is uh, starting to look like almost shameful? Shameful to whom? To the sanctioning body. He's been there and he's not fighting any mandatory since he won the title. Like, that's the natural process. The number one challenger fights an interim or an eliminator for his shot at the champion and there's no mandatory since he's won that title. I mean, I have addressed this uh, countless times of what happened at all times. And um, there's a reason I need to look at my notes, but every step on Haney, um, he won the title and then he got injured. And then the pandemic hit. And then he recovered. And uh, it is very common to give a fighter that is coming back from injury uh, the Voluntary. benefit that he can have another fight. So that's the last title defense he did. Uh, he did uh, Gamboa, I believe. And um, this year he fought Linares. And while the process of the Fortuna, Ryan Garcia, all those things were happening. So I can give you a good timeline uh, structured time and so you can see we have not in any way broken any rule and it is not that he has not done any mandatory he has been the WBC's uh, line of uh, fights that have been structured so uh, I'm, I'm very confident that we have not done any wrong on the rules and Haney has not broken any rules as well How long does the interim champion have to be interim before he's ordered to be the mandatory? It is case by case. We do not like interim championships. Uh, it's a necessity at times. Uh, we have a few interim championships. We have Dillian White in the heavyweight because of everything that has happened also in the heavyweight. And uh, we have uh, this one in, in lightweight. And I believe those are the only two interim championships that we have at the time. Mr. Suleiman, um, I'm not sure if you were asked this question or if you answered this question, but... Deontay Wilder made a statement that he said if Fury was to pull out of this fight that's scheduled October 9th, that he would become champion. Is there any truth to that? No, that's the first I hear. Uh, but uh, there's I, I, no I didn't hear him say that. On 78 Sports, he clearly said that Fury would be stripped and then he would end up fighting for the vacant title and that Fury would have to pay him if he didn't fight in October 9th. I, I heard someone say that, that he, that he said it. I, I, read I, it I heard the interview that he did on 78 Sports. He said that Fury would be stripped. Is that the case, though? Would he be stripped if he doesn't fight on October 9th? It all depends. Uh, uh, we don't speculate. As I've been telling you all the time, uh, something could happen that prohibits him from fighting. So I cannot say right now he will be stripped. Uh, if he gets injured, if uh, there's something that happens, there's no fight. We would, I mean, I, I never like to speculate. Our rules are very clear and uh, we we handle when, when things happen at that time. 
Was 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 Tyson Fury's behavior after testing positive for COVID, you know, going out and making appearances and hanging out and shopping and stuff, did, was that upsetting to you at all? Or what were your thoughts on that? I don't follow much. Uh, sometimes I people send me some things and uh, it was not clear if that posting was live or from before. But if he was out while having COVID, it's a unbelievable irresponsibility. And uh, that is not talking about a boxer or a champion, sim as a simple person. Uh, we're living through a pandemic that has claimed millions of lives. And uh, to be irresponsible when you're sick uh, cannot be uh, acceptable in any form or manner. Now, one thing that's been criticized a lot is the franchise championship, the, the designation. Are you prepared to take a, a look at that and, and maybe assess if that was a good thing to do? Because it seems like it kind of log jams the division a little bit and prevents certain fights from happening. What is your thought on that? Well, oh, I, I feel very confident about the franchise designation. Um, if you see the what has happened with the franchise champions, uh, Canelo used that designation. And then uh, last year, he decided to go and fight for the super middleweight championship. And his goal became to be the undisputed. So he has followed that route. He's not using the, champ uh, the franchise designation. So he's been doing tremendous fights and... Uh, November 6th will be the last uh, stop. And on November 6th, unless there's a draw, there will be a, a unified champion, which is very good. Uh, on Teofimo Lopez, it's very regrettable that uh, the thing with Cambosos has dragged so for so long and there's so much uncertainty. Uh, but um, through, through that, we were able to have Teofimo against Lomachenko, then Ryan Garcia Campbell, uh, Haney with Linares, which was a sensational fight. So I don't feel, uh, I understand uh, what the confusion that uh, a new creation comes and the time that it takes to stabilize. But at this time, I mean, if we were doing this in every division and here and there and doing all the things, I would understand uh, people to be upset and to see it, it is not a, a new specific creation as it is. Mr. Adore says, why didn't the WBC order Jojo Diaz Jr. to fight the WBC champ Devin Haney after beating Fortuna? Because uh, Ryan Garcia uh, was publicly given by the WBC support. And uh, he, had, he was the interim champion. And at that time, uh, he contacted the WBC and said his uh, mental health uh, was fully recovered, that he was going to train, that uh, he wanted to try and see if he can come back and fight. We gave all the time to to all the camps to make a deal and, and Haney to make a deal with whoever he wanted. The, he has expressed uh, countless times the fight he wants is Ryan Garcia, with the public uh, full arena so they can maximize the income for him and his opponent. So uh, we have left a little bit open. Uh, it's a very specific situation. We're not gonna go 
and simply throw away a fighter who had the guts to step up and, and declare his mental status. And uh, that gave a lot of uh, million kids suffering from anxiety, from uh, mental depression, uh, an example that they can come out and address the situation. So we are, we stand by uh, Ryan, we stand by, I'm so proud of Jojo Diaz and uh, the way he represents with his father and his son, uh, the pride of being a champion. And Devin Haney is uh, one of my closest friends as a fighter. And, and I just want them to go into the ring and, and clear that, that division. Now, now, uh, boxing judge Stephen Blee issued an apology for his scoring in the in the Valdez uh, Concacao fight. Um, did you speak with him? Is that something that that you suggested to, uh, for him to do? And did you also suggest him not accepting any fights, championship fights, and going through some training to help him be a better judge? Um, what do, did you have any input on that? No, he he was uh, uh, very brave, and he was so concerned. He gave me a call. He sent me the letter, gave me a call. And, uh, and I said, I fully support you. I, I admire your guts to step up. And this is an example of what has to be done to take accountability. He could have hidden and just uh, stayed in the shadows. Uh, I, I applaud him and he's going to go back to basics and uh, do training and certification and when he feels ready to to be back, we will support him as well. But I I applaud him. Uh, could have been a night off. I could be a bad night. We all have bad nights. But he takes it, uh, and, and and I think that's the right, uh, correct decision to go back, uh, continue, understand what has happened, and go back. There's no way that fight was 17-110. Do you think moving forward that because these scorecards seem to you know, surface time and time again. Do you think judges should be suspended for a brief period of time and, and get retrained when they turn in scorecards like this? Is that a policy that you may want to implement? Um, we have uh, a very strong ring officials committee and we analyze every single fight and we give them a score of performance. We get feedback, we talk to them, um, Dwayne Ford and his team are doing a sensational job. So we take uh, each fight and we see the scorecards. And then we go back to them and say, please explain. We send them the fight again, a link so they can watch it. What did you see in the third round that everybody else gave to the other fighter? And we go back and forth and we talk to the referees about dynamics. So I feel comfortable. And the key is to have the officials be accountable. If uh, we pretend nothing happens and just say it's a bad night, uh, it's wrong. We are doing a very good uh, work with remote scoring and that system. So every week, every fight, we have judges from around the world scoring it in a system. It's a great idea. And, and what we are doing is uh, narrowing with a program that it's called the Q&Q, &Q, uh, quantitative and qualitative scoring. So they are required to score the round on, on no numbers, 10-9, but they also have to score uh, uh, the box in the, in the bottom where it says close, moderate, decisive, or extreme decisive. That's a great, that's a good point.
So when we have judges in uh, two degrees of separation, then that's when we start talking to them. What happened that you saw this round close and the other saw it decisive? What happened? How can you see such a difference in evaluation? So it has been helping so much those who are working under this system to fully concentrate and narrow down every single round. So it's it's a uh, working on place. It takes time and uh, uh, the more judges that get focused into narrowing it to see to, and to give a qualitative or qualitative uh, scoring it's going to be something that uh, will continue to have them uniformity in what they see and what they score now, so let me jump in here because i want to go ahead and walk you through a public petition here for devin haney this is my last devin haney question before we move <laughs> on obviously uh you know my years dealing with you you know one of your phrases is everything is situational it's uh case by case. That being said, Devin Haney's cases is, is, is very unique. Um, I think we can all agree that Tiafimo, Vasil Lomachenko, Ryan, and Jojo Diaz would be the biggest names on his resume if he ever got to fight him, correct? All right. Now, well, all those uh, names... Linares, Linares is uh, on top of the top, so he, he did beat Linares last time. Yeah, no, no, but he still would be under those names. The rest of those four names are the biggest names he can get but all those names are unattainable to him Tio you made Tio the WBC's undisputed champ so he can't get a shot at Tio obviously the interim champ is facing Ryan respectfully so Ryan is a big name popular name if I were Jojo I would rather fight Ryan I'm sure the money's probably better uh, Vasil's on the other side of the street and negotiating with Richard Comey. Um, would the WB con consider Devin Haney's case special, unique, and individual and allow him to petition to unify with Maxi Hughes, the IBO champion? I know technically... Normally, the WBC doesn't recognize the IBO, but again, this young man's situation is unique. He's 22 years old, been a champion two years, and doesn't get the opportunity to show his skills versus his contemporaries. All the other belts are tied up with Tiafimo, who says he wants to fight him, but obviously is very busy with Cambosos. Yes, uh, the, the IBO is not a sanctioning organization. It's a private company for profit. That is why it is not considered possibility of unifying. Uh, he could defend against him. We would have no issue. I, I'm not sure if he's ranked, uh, but uh, uh, you have to understand that the WBC is not a promoter. And uh, when, when you have ideas like you just brought up, you are coming with a new, fresh idea out of the blue. So you were first demanding other things as a voice in the sport, the voice, <laughs> the boxing voice. <laughs> and now you out of a blue, you bring a new one. So I'm confused. I'm, I'm getting hit all over the place. Devin Haney has been very successful. He has made very good money by being the WBC champion. The last fight, he was criticized heavily, but he defeated Linares. So I'm very proud of Haney. 
He has the road open to do whatever he wants. We have been supporting him heavily. And uh, it's just a matter of time that uh, he's able. He was uh, negotiating with uh, all these names that you have mentioned. So uh, we have supported Devin, and, and I'm very proud of him. He's my friend. He's my nephew's very good friend. And I'm sure he's very young. He's got a long, long way to, to be a legendary champion if he continues to be successful. Now, the WBA had mentioned that they're going to eliminate some of their titles. They have uh, mentioned that there's too many of them. What is your take on that? Is that something the WBC may do down the line is try to streamline some of these title belts? Well, it's a much different, uh, Joseph, because we don't have all those titles. We have world champion. We have a few interim champions for specific situations. And we have the franchise designation, which is a completely different scenario. Is the I, diamond belt gone? Is the diamond belt gone and the gold belt gone? Are those belts gone and the silver titles? Those are uh, trophies. The diamond, the which all the September fight, the May fight. Those are special trophies that give interest to a fight. They're okay. not world titles or they're not championships. I got you. And I got the you. silver is so no is, sanction uh, has to be paid for those for like the Huchoquan belt or I'm I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing <laughs> it, but uh, you know I know you have a lot of different tribe no. belts. We we pay for that. We we pay for the manufacturing. It's a gift from Mexico and the and, and boxing yeah. world. There's no sanction videos. Yes. There's a big misconception out there that if I fight for the diamond belt or I'm the silver champion, I have to I have to uh, pay a sanctioning fee every time. But, the silver is different. Okay. The silver is not a, it's not, we don't call it a world championship. It's uh, like in baseball, you have the major leagues and you have the minor leagues. Okay. And you have the triple A. And every sport has, you know, the championship and then different leagues that lead up to the, let me explain to you the structure of the WBC globally. We have uh, 10 continental federations. Uh, each one has uh, a continental championship. Like the NABF is Canada, USA, and Mexico. Okay. Central America has the countries, South America, Asia, uh, Africa, Europe, the British Boxing Border Control, and the Eastern Bloc, the former Soviet Union countries. Uh, we do have the international championships since 1985, we have the Continental Americas since 1988, and uh, it, they're just regional uh, titles for uh, 10 rounds. And what they do, they help uh, newcomers to enter into a structured uh, side of, of the sport with rules, with protection, with medicals. Uh, so it, it gives them, and when you win a, a regional belt, it gives you a lot of pride. And then uh, the perfect example is Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao, his first title was a OPBF flyweight championship, Oriental and Pacific Boxing Federation. Then he won the international title. Then he won the WBC world title uh, in flyweight. He lost it. Then he moved all the way to... Uh, was it uh, Super Bantam, I believe? Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he skipped like three and he won the WBC International. So it is something that uh, develops the fighters and then 
gets them ready to be at the great stage when they become uh, uh, more experienced. We got James Valdez that says uh, here from San Antonio, Texas, please share with us your thoughts and reasons for Floyd Mayweather's picture to be considered as a representative of the WBC belt and what and would Manny Pacquiao also be a possibility in the near future? You know, Manny Pacquiao, without a doubt, is a legendary already. Uh, he has all the merits inside and outside the ring. Floyd Mayweather, um, the legacy that he has created through the WBC uh, has been uh, one of a kind. He was the champion in five weight categories, and he always was very proud of the WBC. He's one of those very special fighters for two decades, and that's why the WBC board decided to add his face to the championship belt alongside with uh, Mohamed Ali and my father, who passed away. Uh, Manny Pacquiao will certainly uh, will be someone that would be very special. Um, I think in 2014 or 15, we changed the belt. So there's the ceramics on the sides. Uh, it's Ali and my father. And then we had, we have in every single weight category, the greatest two champions of that division. So in strawweight, the Ricardo Lopez and, and, um, I'm not, I don't remember the Japanese champion's name, sorry. So we go weight category, they have the two greatest fighters in that division, and then the champion uh, of the division, the current champion, that's his belt. But, but uh, I think uh, additional features like Manny Pacquiao eventually would be interesting, and we will look into it. I, I like that recommendation. Next one is from Jab, left hook that says, Saludos, Don Mauricio, desde California. Échale ganas que... Al cabo, lo, los bocones siempre serán. I, I, I can't wait. So, échale ganas que al acaba. I don't know. A-L-C-A-B-O. How do you pronounce that? Al cabo. Al cabo. That's a, that must be a Mexican one. What, what does that mean? Well, échale ganas means uh, uh, stay strong. The loud mouths will over be loud mouths. Will always be loud. Okay, okay. Gracias, gracias, amigo. You know, I take, I love, I will never step away from a question. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And I like confrontation. I don't mind it. As long as it is respectful and it has constructive uh, 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 items, you know, if... If you go to social media on any account, not mine, not yours, any account, wow, the, the messages that you read are horrendous. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you learn to, to understand it, then it's no, no issue. When someone is attacking you, it's systematic and he has no value. But someone comes with a good recommendation, with a good complaint, with a thing that can make you uh, understand and go back we truly cherish people uh, getting to us and, and giving us their feelings and their knowledge. You know, we don't know the rules as fans. When I watch a NFL game and, you know, there's difficult rules or in baseball, 
I mean, this this season we the, we have seen the strangest place, and we don't know all the rules, and it's hard to blame uh, an umpire or or a boxing judge or a referee. You know, things happen very quickly, but we must strive for justice and for safety. So, anyone who has a comment, I welcome it, and they can write, and we always respond. But just don't. Uh, don't remember my mother because that's a very hurtful like what happened with Canelo <laughs> speaking of that this is the last question uh from New York show kid says good morning what are your thoughts on Eddie Reynoso uh being as though he has multiple WBC champions that have failed drug tests how can we hold other champs accountable if these guys are getting away with a slap on the wrist also, how do you feel about Eddie's comments during the presser? They were homophobic. Um, I know that Latinos say certain things uh, more loosely than obviously Americans. I don't know if you did hear Eddie Reynoso's comments to Keller Plant during the presser uh, when he called them uh, specifically maricon. I, I did not see that part of the presser. Um, let me tell you the first part. Uh, it's wrong what, what uh, my friend from New York is saying. It's wrong. Uh, Canelo was found with clenbuterol. Okay? That was 2018. 18? I think it was 18. It was the first... Um, Triple G fight. It was the, for the rematch. For oh, It could have been 17. I think it was 17. Yeah, yeah. maybe 17. So... Sorry. Clenbuterol... Just as fentermine, it's a specific substance, okay? And we immediately worked with the Nevada Commission and we had a thorough explanation of clenbuterol. In 2011, there was a soccer World Cup uh, in Mexico for youth, and they did 190 tests, okay, on players. And out of the 190, I believe 130 came back with clenbuterol from all over the world. The kids that were here in Mexico. So clenbuterol is a, a substance that has been challenged with the IOC, with FIFA, Major League Baseball, NFL football, et cetera, et cetera. When that uh, was analyzed thoroughly for the Canelo specific case, the levels, that he had on his system. Uh, Nevada suspended him for six months, okay? And the year later, WADA made a, a adjustment to the levels of clenbuterol, of what is acceptable and what is over that would become a doping offense. And had Canelo uh, had WADA have that level at that time, it would not have been an offense. Same thing happened with Meldonium and Povetkin. So this is highly scientific, highly chemistry-involved situations, but the specific clenbuterol, uh, um, Francisco Vargas was found with clenbuterol before he fought Salido. We immediately got on the phone with uh, California. Uh, they on, reviewed 
Vargas was in California training. He had a test then. He flew to Mexico to say goodbye to his mother. And she cooked a broth uh, with meat he had for dinner. He had lunch next day. That afternoon, the agent came to do the, the sample test. So it was clearly from that uh, meat. And, and California did like 17 tests to him, allowed the fight to go on, and it was a great sensational fight. So every single substance, it is very unfair to bill Canelo and Eddie Reynoso as offenders when uh, everything is public. And, but again, people do not care to read or to understand, to analyze. It's Mar very easy to attack. Mauricio, so... I don't know how good of a president he was because I don't follow boxing, I mean, um, politics, but, you know, I think it was George Bush that said, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, whatever the saying is. This is the second time that camp test is positive for a banned oh, substance. Listen, no, no, just no, 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 hear no. me out. It is, they did fail. It, it's, you either, cannot, it's either you pass you or you fail. Blame. No, I'm you not blaming. I'm not. Listen to me first. Don't get into the defensive. You got to listen first. You got to listen. My friend. No, I'm not saying anything wrong. They failed, yes or no? No. Canelo failed. Valdez failed. That's it. You they failed. They no. failed. That's you that's the only word I'm using. Blame Eddie Reynoso. I'm not You're blaming. Up. I'm not blaming Eddie. I'm only using the word failed. Did they fail a test? Yes. Right. Canelo so my, and and Valdez. And, and I just explained thoroughly the 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 clenbuterol situation. And I understand it, but you got to hear my entire it's, sentence so oh, you understand oh, the question. Okay. They both failed. They they weren't they weren't negative. They were positive. So they both failed. They both fight out of the Eddie Reynoso camp. All I'm saying to you as my friend, I consider you a friend. We've been knowing each other for a long time. You've treated me better than any other sanctioning president has. As my friend, public perception is that team continues to pop for diuretics. Don't you think it's a coincidence that the fighters are testing for something that suppresses or helps them in, in, in weight loss? If you Google yeah. clambuterol, yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not diuretics, nest, they're weight loss agents. Uh, it's exactly you know. the weight loss agents. So I used the wrong word. Yeah. They're help they're aids in weight loss. Clambuterol, no. Yes. I have the definition it pulled turns, up. It turns it. it turns fat into muscle. It grows. It makes you it makes well, no. you big. I'll, I'll correct you on that, let, let me read the it, no no no. Let me read the it's definition. Sparing, but it uses it helps you utilize fat for energy better, and it's muscle sparing. So it it, it is anabolic. The definition does have anabolic properties to it. The, the, the definition clearly states that clenbuterol could be used as a weight loss aid because it increases a person's metabolism. Yeah. As well as reducing body fat. All I'm saying is moving forward. I am your friend. That's two different diuretic or diet agents out of you know they're fighters you yeah. know the difference between right and wrong they're training for a fight and they keep popping for something that helps them lose weight i just don't think a third time it's a it'll be to them taking advantage of you is all i'm saying this is two times i'm just saying i'm just saying yeah. as your friend I'm, that's how i feel they know it's very easy to articulate and, and put it the way you do it are you a lawyer by profession or I'm just good at what I do. 
I'm not sure how good <laughs> you are in attacking. That's not fair in attacking. Yeah, uh, the, the, the chat, the chat agrees with you, uh, Mr. Suleiman. They don't think they don't think he's a great lawyer. Th listen, <laughs> I am not. A, I am not attacking. I'm just saying. Two it's times. A fair, it's a fair question. I, I have to say. Maybe I'm not question. wording it right. Can you help me word it differently, Joe? I'm just saying. I think. I think. I think. I would word it this way. Can you understand how? It looks suspicious, even if it is coincidental. Is that a fair way to present that yes. question? Yes. Okay. Of course, because human nature is that. We are all suspicious of everything. We are negative. When has someone talked about the clean boxing program in these six years positively? When has someone... Uh, gave us any credit for spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for being out there, for canceling fights, for, do you have any idea what it is to manage a clean boxing program with uh, almost a thousand fighters enrolled, the databases, the communications, the programs of uh, awareness? Nobody gives any credit because we don't like to talk about the good things. If I go to the movie, I'm not going to go with a, the one that has a saint and a church, but I'm going to go and watch the one that has an axe and a murder in, 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 the, in the poster. We all like violence. We like uh, turn on the news, go to a movie, play a video game. So I understand we are in the attack mode consistently, constantly. So I take it. I understand but it is not fair for Eddie Reynoso to be billed as a cheater or Canelo or Valdez. That's it. Would it, I would it be, yes. Would, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Would it be fair to say in the, in the Fentermine case, because I took a lot of heat for this too. I 100% do not believe it is, it is a um, performance enhancer. I actually think it could possibly be uh, worse in performance. If, if you're already lean and you're trying to cut weight, and you're not eating, you're not properly giving yourself the nutrition to recover. I, I, I think it, it may have even hurt Valdez's performance. But because Vada has it, you know, as a banned substance all the time, do you think maybe you should probably go back and have a discussion and maybe look at that list with Vada? And, and you know, because I, I, I appreciate that you grouped in. You you didn't just take Vada. You looked at a, a, a scientist, doctors, which is something I like to do. I don't like to just take someone's word for it. I, I like to get multiple opinions. And, and, and you know, Vada believes that, you know, out of competition, that, that it's fine to, to uh, have that drug, whatever. Do you think maybe you may have to sit down with Vada and, and, and revise that list? Is that, you know, uh, an option or is that something you may consider? No, I, I don't think so, because that is the purpose of the clean boxing program. We are with VADA. It is the best program out there for boxing. And I would say for all sports. And if there is something, someone using something in that list, out of competition, without a fight schedule, uh, with a fight schedule, we want, and, and it pops up, we want to know, and then we address it. I'm so, telling so, you. So you, you have the right... Just because it's on their list, you have the right as a sanctioning body to assess the situation the way you see fit. Because the perception out there is because you're using VADA that you have to follow lockstep with that list. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. just because because they don't they don't implement punishments. They just do the testing and they tell you the, the, the substance. But I've said this several times. 
it's up to the sanctioning body and the, and the commission to, to make a determination based off the information they're given. So it is situational, I, I, I still believe. But I think that the misconception out there is because, you know, you use VADA, that because they see that that's banned in and out of competition, they're expecting Valdez, at the very least, to be stripped of the title because of that. And the commission, the commission does follow the VADA protocol, but everyone is expecting the WBC to, you know, follow lockstep with VADA. But can you clarify that that isn't the case? Is that is that a fair thing to assume, or, or is that correct statement? No, we did we do follow VADA, and we did follow VADA with Valdez. So the substance was found, and we in, intervened and did all the whole protocol. And the decision was to establish a, a, a the punishment as we did, uh, like like uh, my good friend Nestor just uh, said that thing about the court. Um, we did, and we want to find uh, anyone that has a, an illegal substance, regardless when it is. Then we can address it and take a. We have had uh, dopings that have gone from warnings from financial uh, um, punishments uh, and a wide variety all the way to taking the title away. So yeah. we have all, we make the uh, uh, the results management. So, but, but they do have a stance, Mr. Suleiman, that they believe in, and uh, Dr. Margaret Goodman herself had said this, she does not believe that stimulants should be taken at any time during training for a fight. So I think, because of the conflicting information between VADA and WADA, that's where all, all of this controversy stems from. So I, I, I guess respectfully, my suggestion to you is try to, try to get everyone on the same page so there isn't this confusion because VADA has a list and then it says we adhere to WADA protocol, but then it has a list of the supplements at the bottom. It says these are banned at all times in and out of competition. Just like boxing is, is 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 very critical because everyone does their own thing. It's like the wild, wild west. One commission does one thing. Another commission mm. does another thing. It seems to be the same way with these drug testing agencies, right? So I, I, I think I would make a suggestion, you know, to try to sit down with VADA and, and try to make it so it's not so different. Like it's more uniform, in other words. I think you need a uniformity. Like a WBC banned substance list. yeah. Or, or at least say this, we use VADA for the testing, but it's up to the WBC's sole discretion to determine how we want to handle these situations. Because, you know, f to be fair, VADA just does the testing and they tell you the results of the test. That's all they do. They're, they're, they, they don't, you know, they don't, adhere, they don't, they don't administer punishment. Mm -hmm. They don't do any of that. And I think there's a misconception with the public when they have something on the website that says banned at all times, and then they're assuming that you're going to adopt that policy and process as well. Exactly. So that's so I think we need to fix this where there's not this disconnect in the information is what I'm trying to say. And I, I say that with all due respect. Yeah, we have to be more clear. Um, if any of those of the public would go to the website of the WBC and go in the clean boxing program, yeah. that's exactly. the whole protocol. And that's where it says what the WBC does and how we do it, how the results are managed. But uh, We'll, we'll do a good press release putting that protocol again so can people have that because yeah. uh, that's that's where this the biggest controversy came you know well Mauricio that is all our questions I, I do want to thank you uh, for coming on obviously um, 
Actually, I guess my last question uh, would be, how does one get, like, how did how did you get involved with Sugar Bird, right? Because the Sugar Bird tournament is a WBC tournament. Absolutely. Sugar Bird is a great uh, platform. Bird Wells, uh, he works uh, in the amateur field. Uh, he works with USA Boxing and the WBC supports the tournaments. And uh, our intention is to just uh, serve as a platform for kids to continue to have activity and to continue to try to have a, an, an opportunity to move into the ranks of uh, the amateur with a dream to go to the Olympic Games. And then if they cannot succeed in the amateur field, then move on to the professional. But everything starts when you're a kid. So I respect uh, Bird Wells and Sugar Bird and uh, the, the tournaments that he puts together as, a, as an organization are tremendous. And we are very, very strong with, with them. So if one wanted to put on an amateur show, how do they get it sanctioned by the WBC? Well, we work with the USA Boxing. In, in every every country is different. So uh, uh, USA, let's use USA for the example. Like we have done the Green Belt Challenge mm. in California, in Illinois, in New York. We have worked with the uh, Golden Gloves. Uh, and when we do a Green Belt Challenge, we uh, talk to the USA Boxing. So we get the ring officials and all the structure. Uh, Nobody pays a penny. The WBC takes care of that. Uh, the kids get uniforms and belts and medals, and it's a family great moment. So it's a very nice uh, structure that uh, we enjoy very much participating. All right. So my producer wants you to see our little belt for our little amateur show we do. He wants you to grade us on how we made our belt look. You should have it green. Well, I tried to. You were busy last month, remember? We tried. Have, we tried you desperately. Have, you have our, our flags, which is good. And, you know, for a kid to get a belt, it's beautiful. And uh, it is just something that motivates them and keeps them moving. And they talk in school, in the neighborhood, with the family and the uncles. So I applaud you for doing support of uh, amateur fighters. So, so letter grade. Give us a letter grade. How good did we do with the design? Do you like it? I'll give it a B. <laughs> yes, yes. C plus. Oh, wow. C plus. <laughs> Whoa. It needed the green. It needed the green. It's the green and all the aspects are not very much WBC alike. <laughs> so like I needed to make it look more like the WBC. <laughs> We have, you and I have something in common, Mr. Suleiman. We're both Lebanese. Habibi. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I want to give you a shout out. Okay. My fellow Lebanese bre uh, brethren. And you are in New York as well? No, I'm in, I'm in Boston. You don't hear that accent? I'm in Boston. <laughs> you know, my son is going to school in uh, Northeastern. Oh, wow. It's a great school. So Criminal I will... justice? Criminal justice? No, he's uh, computer science. Oh, nice. He's doing, he's doing great and he's very happy. So when I visit him, I'll give you a call and we will have uh, some good... Uh, Kibbe. Kibbe. And <laughs> Charles. <laughs> yep. Oh, very nice, Joseph. All um, right. Well, Mauricio, man, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you as always, man. And keep fighting the good fight.
Excellent. Have a great weekend. Take care. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Mauricio Suleiman. Hopefully we answered your questions and you enjoyed the interview. Beep, man, thanks for joining in, man. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Uh, I, I interviewed his father and I love, I, I, you know, I love the Suleimans. They're good people. You know, they, they do answer the tough questions and, mm -hmm. and they don't, you may not like the answers you get, but at least they answer them. You know, so. yeah, I mean, you know, look, some sometimes, you know, they dance around certain questions. Sometimes they don't. But Mauricio has been very good for their sanctioning body. It's 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 their it's their it's their business. Right. Yeah. So. And that's what I try to tell people that there's, there's, even though he's a non for profit, it's still a uh, he's, got, uh, he's got employees now. He got to pay his employees. And it's still a business at the end of the day. You got to bring yeah. in money. And there's so many like programs that they give out money to. So money needs to be made. But let me get to some of these phone calls here. We got J-Mac, New Orleans. Are you available? These calls are brought to you by Big Rigs Trucking Agency. Experts for all your insurance and trucking needs. For quotes and consultations, visit us at brtagency.com or contact us at 908-943-6918. Nice commercial. I like that. J-Mac, you have Okay. So you hating? I'm that guy. What you want to bet? Whoa. Bet a hundred thousand on that. Let's bet a million. Me. You getting that Easy. money, right? Easy. Let's bet a million. Easy. And I for the bread. When I spit him, y'all gonna say he was too weak. Oh my life. Okay, bow down, bitches. I'm about to handle business. I'ma teach you all a lesson. This'll only take a minute. Got a part and all this passion in my blood. Niggas hating just because. Think about it. Everybody love Bud. J Mac. J Mac. Where you at? Where you at? All these niggas hating on me. Shit is whack. Shit is whack. So official with it. Only check the stats. Hey, I'm out here trying to get it. That's I only got a minute. Yo, can you hear me? Yep, 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 yep. Hey, hey, shout out to both of y'all. Both of you brothers did an amazing job um, with that interview, with the questionings and just the questions on, you know, that probably, you know, most people in access, they make them uncomfortable. Uh, I want to shout y'all out for that. Uh, for us, the drug testing, my disagreements with it is you cannot be able to take no advantage at any point in time because if weight camps are part of, Boxing fights and what you do at weight camp matters and getting off the weight and training. That should be added into uh, what's going on. So we can't dismiss it and say it had no benefits or no effects on the fight because that's bullshit. If you have a horrible camp and you can't go get your job done and you're supposed to get your ass whipped, that's just the way it's supposed to be. So um, saying what a drug don't have an effect on, that's bullshit right there. For a pseudomine, I'm not going to assassinate his character. Uh, either he a great defense attorney for the WBC and Canelo and them, or he just deal with enough to where he's fully understanding to where he's reasonable. And I'm battling. Let me let me give me a counter punch, and that's so I continue. I, I I give you a counter punch. I I don't want to assassinate his character. I think he's been around the sport long enough to know enough about what's going on in his sport. So maybe the reasonable may come from his experience, or he just very defensive when it comes down to dealing what's going on in that camp and who's involved in that camp and what he does for the WBC being he's one of the biggest fighters in today and the fact that he's of, um, of the same nationality from my understanding. 
So I'm going to battle those two out. He does answer the tough questions. But either he won defense attorney, one hell of a defense attorney, or he just kind of been through uh, been through the wire to where he know and he's open a little more to accepting certain things. That's my call. I'll send that cash, uh, cash up. All right. I mean, I, I do remember that one time they didn't suspend Wilder for testing positive for... Well, he didn't test positive, right? He just got arrested with the with the weed. Oh, with the marijuana? Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't arrest him. I mean, they didn't they didn't strip him. You know, he said it wasn't his and they let it be. Uh, my Jean Bear, what up? Yo, how's Yo. it going, guys? All good. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Good, good. Um, yeah, Kipe is, uh, well, you know, babe, you say Kipe or Kipe? Nah, because they, we they, say Kipe. I call yeah. it, I call it Kibbe, but some people call Kibbe. it Kipe. I call it Kibbe. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Kipe, a big, I, you uh, know, Kipe is, he can't be talking about our Kipe. Yeah, no, it's no, the same thing. It's Lebanese. It, it's it Lebanese. Kibbe. The only thing is, the only thing is that we changed it, uh, Ness. We put the little Dominican swing to it because there's a big uh, Lebanese population in the Dominican Republic. Uh, they bake it, we fry it, uh, like everything else you, we do. You, with, do you with make our it cuisine. with lamb or do you make it with beef? We make it with beef. We, I've had it both because I have Lebanese uh, in my family as well, so we make it with both. Um, but we in the Dominican Republic, you will have it more with beef. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes sometimes uh, we make it with beef too, but the traditional one is lamb. Lamb, yep, yep, which is delicious as well. I love lamb. Um, yo, I I just called in, man. You guys did a great job uh, holding his feet to the fire. Ness, I know you have a relationship with him, and it's not easy to have relationships in boxing and do your job. Um, man, I respect you every day more and more for doing that. Um, this is why we love the show. Uh, and B, thanks a lot for coming back, man. And, and uh, you know, you, everything that you add to the show always uh, is a, is a great, a great point. Um, so yeah, man, keep up the great work, guys. I really appreciate guys. you saying that, man. And um, I'm I'm glad to be back, man. I'm glad Ness let let me back on, man. For sure. Uh, I got the link. I got the link saved in a, in a in a folder now, so I can never lose it. <laughs> nah, you're always in the call anyway. I got stainless. Talk to me. Red belt, black belt, the B-O-N green. I'm king. Undisputed goat, T-B-E. And you can catch the news first on TBV. Voice of the people, people, now let me speak. Scientists of the sweet, B-O-X-I-N-G. TV, what's good? You can hear me? Yes, sir. I'm at work moving around, so if there's any noise in the background, excuse me for that. I was going to stay uh, muted, man, but, man, uh, hats off to the both of y'all, man. Y'all did a, a great job. Uh, great, great job, man. It's it's nice, man. Uh, Beavis, it's good to have you back. Like uh, like my inmate was saying, I Thank say it to so everybody. Much. We don't always agree, but I can at least appreciate your your uh, point of view. I might change my mind, that. might Thank not, so but that's what discussions are. So welcome Thank back, you. man. Uh, but Ness, man, you always put the screws to Mauricio. Shout out to you for uh for 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 not putting friendship or uh, association before before your job, man. Uh, and shout out to Mauricio for always coming on, man. You know what I'm saying? He might dance around if he got to, but he answer every question, man. At least any question that that makes sense. You know, if it's if it's silly, I can't I can't I can't be upset with him for not answering it. Uh, but great show, man. Uh, I don't even remember what 
what the topic of the show was about because because that interview just just uh just took it light years past it. Oh, uh, Caleb and uh Canelo, the power. I think he got enough power to hold him off of him. You know what I'm saying to, to make him respect him. Uh, maybe if he keep with it, maybe he can do what he did with Uskataki. But uh, I don't think he's a, a one one punch knockout. Uh, guy. I don't think he has one one punch power. He got a sharp left speed. hook, though. He got a, he do he do yeah. got a sharp left hook. And, and that's what he took. Plant? With Saki with too. Yeah, plant yeah, got a yeah. sharp and, left hook. He doubles it too. I like the way yeah. he doubles yeah. it. And his accuracy, man. That he's he's he don't he don't have that pop necessarily, but he does have that snap when he hits. You know what I mean? So, and he's he's pretty accurate with that jab. So that could be a problem for Canelo. But um, I can't even think. Y'all actually did something to make me stop thinking about uh. The, the build up for this Canelo and this, this Kayla Plant fight with this interview today. So again, hats off to y'all, man. It's always safe. Please make sure you push that thumbs up. Share this one and every episode of the, of the Boxing Voice podcast. This is TBV for life. And if you ain't on Patreon, you a pendejo. Shout out to El Camino, and Big Rig Truck, and Two Hunt. Peace. Uh, let me get to Rob Baltimore. Yo, um, I, I didn't even hear the interview, yo. But um, I'm gonna just say that none of my, none of my my guys tested ever failed any test. Um, my favorite fighter never failed, and I know all he'll be hearing all kinds of crazy shit. My favorite fighters out of St. Pete boxing gym, Thurman, all day. Say rapping Thurman, active, non-active. We never tested positive for none of that shit. So, you know, um. I didn't. I wish I, I gotta go back and listen to the interview, but um, you know, it's now. It's not even versus. It's, it's Kang's turn to Mexico versus America, or cheaters versus athletes. And my man Plant gonna hold it down for them athletes. Peace. Mm. So, Beeb, I didn't have your thoughts on this week's press conference. Obviously, uh, you know, it was I'm fireworks gonna, for me. I I'm, loved it. I think people misinterpreted what you were saying yesterday. I was listening in yesterday. Um, I think what Caleb Plant did was we need, he needed to do that. It had to be done. And I think you were fair. I mean, his punch grazed and Canelo's two piece landed cleanly. That's, that's the fair assessment, but that I did a video early on this. I said, this just shows us that plant is about it. He like, he, 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 he's coming to fight. He needed to stand up to him. And, I'm, and Canelo knows what motherfucker meant, but and this is what I said earlier. Canelo took them sunglasses off. He had a look in his eye like, well, I'm not going to start something, but, you know, if he says something that bothers me a little bit, shit's going to pop off. Like, you know, you have that, that mentality when you, you're going to talk to somebody that you don't like, you're trying to work something out. And you say to yourself, as soon as this, if, if this guy says one thing that pisses me off, I'm going to fucking slap him in the mouth. But if he's cool, then then I'll be cool. You know, so he took his sunglasses off. He had that demeanor. Like, he was more upset about the whole PED thing, which is going to follow him around for the rest of his career. You know, but then this whole thing about plants in his head and he's in plants' head, that's a good thing, man, because you want to be in each other's heads because you, you, you're, going to, you're going to war. You got to be thinking about this guy for the next 40 uh, so odd days, and he got to be thinking about you. You got to be dialed in and locked in for each other. You got to eat, sleep, and drink each other, man, because this is a big fight, right? 
And I will say, you know, the whole thing about you know people saying Canelo was acting out of character. I, I don't know. For these last couple of years, I, I want to say uh, go back as far as the Jacobs fight. He's kind of had a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to start clapping back now because someone asked him at the uh, press conference after Billy Joe, you know, what, what's up with this new Canelo? Why are you talking so much? And he's saying, you know what? I mean, I I I can't take it anymore. I'm, I'm I you know I got to stop talking now. I got to respond back to this shit. Now that that to me necessarily isn't a bad thing because people say, oh, well he's on he's in his head. He's angry, but sometimes anger can be used as a weapon. More often than not, anger is used as a weapon. I've used anger and rage as a weapon my whole life. I've been angry every, almost every day I wake up in the morning, but I use that as a motivating factor. You know what I mean? So it, it, it enables someone to be more determined. It enables them to be more focused. It enables them to be more uh, you know, um, aggressive. It, it enables them to be more uh, intense. Right. So the last couple of people that talk shit about Canelo and they brought up that drug test, it didn't it didn't work out for them. So I don't know if, if poking the bear is going to make it any easier for Billy Joe Saunders. But I'll tell you one thing. It makes the fight more uh, intriguing. It made the press conference more intriguing. And that press conference definitely made me want to watch the fight oh, even yeah. more. So yeah, I'm locked in. They got me so excited. Forty four days out. Yeah, like but I this, don't think anyone should be questioning Plant's heart. Yeah, I don't think anyone should be questioning Plant's intent. I don't think anyone should be, you know, questioning Plant's mentality going into this fight. I, I, I don't think he's gonna win. I think he's gonna get stopped. But I, I'm glad that he is so confident. I'm, you know, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, and I said this this morning. As soon as he pushed him, I was saying immediately in the, I was just thinking this. I said, I hope he, I hope he go, go, goes back at him and at least pushes him or, or slaps him or does something. I said, I hope, I hope. And as soon as he did it, man, my, my, I got fucking goosebumps. I was like, yeah, this fucking thing is on. Bro, now it's a real fight. He almost I needed, pushed I him needed off a response. the podium, though. I needed a response <laughs> to let me know that it was a real fucking fight, and I got it. It's going to be a real fight. But it, it, draw. It's it, be it a scared real fight. me a little bit, though, because he almost pushed him off the whole fucking stage, bro. Oh, yeah, he pushed him off. He pushed him hard. Let me get to Counterpunch here. I got J-Mac. Yo, uh, can y'all hear me? Yes. A few things I want to address. Canelo didn't two-piece anything. He slapped him. I seen the oh, video where he slowed down. He had but open they, hands. They ain't going to hit each other okay. with a closed fist. They don't want to break uh, their uh, hands let me, or they don't want to cut get, each other. Let me, let, me, let me get it all because I got like 40 seconds of, on you this got, call. Uh, he slapped him. Uh, for his, oh, the power. Yes, Caleb has power. The only thing is how effective it is against Canelo. I was talking to Keem earlier on the call, and we both agreed to with problems that presents itself in fights who uh who dictates action. And if Caleb isn't confident in placing his power or letting his power be effective, it's gonna be hard because Canelo has the ten he has the tendency to be very dic uh dictative. I mean he, excuse me, a dictator when coming forward with his high guard, he's very effective with that. So that could take a lot of steam off of Caleb and being able to sit down on his punches because he know he may get countered. But also remember Caleb Plant is punching downward too. He, he tends to lean in with great footwork and balance and ch pumps that jab so he can be very effective with punching that jab. So it depends on how effective he is with landing his power shots. That's my call. Alright. Um, my gym bet. Or stainless on the boomerang. 
Ness, when are we gonna when are we gonna get Micah K back on there? What's going on with her? She's she, usually, she been busy or something? Yeah, she's probably busy. She's usually on on Thursday evening, so probably today. I seen her in the oh, chat this morning. Yeah, what, up? what up, Stainless? Yeah, man. Uh, I guess since I got a, a minute to pontificate, yeah, I am with the with the. I'm staying with my Kayla plant boat, man. Uh, I I was getting a lot of uh, slack for it in the in the back call when when it first started, you know, what I'm saying and after the show. But now people are starting to see is he's got those tools. We, I mean, we have. I think he got to be challenged in order for us to see those intangibles. You know, Uskutaki took him to one level. Canelo's a whole nother level. We all know that. But he's confident and he's not scared of Canelo. And when you fight in the A side, especially what's considered a superstar, and let's face it, we can argue all day about it, but Canelo is one of those top superstars, man. He's he's the top. I mean, AJ fighting, and we barely talk about that. And this, they just had the. the Final press conference, right? So, I mean, watch out for plan, man. I think he's gonna do something. But I gotta say it again, man. It's always safe because this is a great show. It's always safe. Please make sure you push that thumbs up. Share this and every episode of the Boxing Voice podcast. This is TBV for life. And if you ain't on Patreon, shout out to El Camino. All right, LV Slugger with the Super Chat says, the ducking games will begin after October 9th. Hashtag two-time. Beep, do you believe that if Wilder wins, uh, AJ will avoid making that fight? I think it's always going to be a problem. To negotiate with them? Why? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think, I just think, I just think there's bad blood, man. Mm. I think it's personal, man. I don't think I don't think they can put the personal aside and just make it be business, man. Mm. You know? Potato Chip says, just give the disclaimer. This is the boxing voice, the voice of the people, and people want to know X, Y, Z. That's a good idea. I could try that with guests, see if that works. Not sure that it will, but I can try. We got Stiff. Stiff Jab says, what up, Ness? I see this fight going like Harrison versus Charlo, too. But Canelo finishes the fight. Uh, Okay, so he's going to get the stoppage on uh, Caleb late. Were you, are you concerned? But go back and watch the Plant-Uskataki fight. Mm-hmm. I And this is my opinion. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I thought Plant lost the last four rounds. Wow. You're talking 8 through 12. No, 9 9 through 12. Okay. Wow. And then I gave him I think I think I, I think he lost like the 6th. I had him losing 5 rounds in that fight. I thought he won the fight 7 rounds of 5. One disturbing thing to me and the two two disturbing things to me in that fight were how badly he faded down the stretch and how he was holding on in the last couple rounds trying to survive. I thought he got hurt. By, particularly by the left uppercut and the left hook, which are money punches for Canelo Alvarez. And Coach Malachi made a great point yesterday, and it may sound very minuscule and very simplistic and may, may not even be important to a lot of people, but when Canelo did throw that second shot, he dipped his shoulder, right? He dipped his shoulder like he was going to throw a left hook, but instead of coming, coming up around over the top with it, he threw it in a 45-degree angle. And Plant, every time he does dip that shoulder, um, same thing with Billy Joe Saunders. 
Billy Joe Saunders duck, plant duck too. He has a way of selling the left hook upstairs, and then he throws it at a 45-degree angle, almost like a half hook, half uppercut. And then he landed that, that punch in his eye, and the glasses did cut him. But he's lucky he had the glasses on, because if the glasses wasn't there, that slap, that the you know, the, the ridge at the bottom of his hand could have slid up his cheek and went right in his fucking eye, and he could have got a mouse. So that that is going to be concerning if you're, a, if you're a plant fan that he landed that punch at the press conference because he's going to be because he's going to be landing it with a closed fist during the fight. And what happens if he busts hits, hits plant with that and he busts him open? Because plant go back and look at that Uzgataki fight and look at all plants fights. He busts open very easily. He gets cuts. He swells very easily. I I don't know. I, I didn't like how easily he's hit with that 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 left uppercut and that left hook, man. So I think that could be a problem in this fight. I think it will be a problem in this fight, in my opinion. Um. I was already concerned with the fact that Canelo countered the, the 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 first slap. That already concerned me. You know that that even at a press conference, he's 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 so on point. I said that you, you know? could tell right there. I, like he's just a natural fighter. Yeah, like you he's can see the posture fighter. in the back leg, everything. Like he's it was just all it, it, boxing it, it, for him. It clicked on immediately. It clicked on instantaneously. Yep. Like man, you know, yep. there was not even a thought process. And that is what scared me, you know, yeah, be, um, yeah, that he went yeah. from Canelo to the bot to the fighter, and like it was like a switch. Less a than a second. Switch. Less than a, a second. Switch. But we got Trav FDY that says, "Why are they going by Wada code when they use Vada, which is a higher standard?" That's what we tried to say, man. They need to just come up with their own WBC list, but it's evident. You know, anybody that's familiar with the legal system knows what pre-trial intervention is. And that's what they did to Valdez, bro. They they gave him That's exactly what they did to Valdez. <laughs> yeah. You you were hundred you were hundred percent point. And it's you know, okay. It's okay if you're gonna do that for everyone. If everyone is gonna get their like, first I didn't defense. like how he answered that question when I said moving forward, if someone else pops for this, what are you gonna do? No, it's 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 case by case. That's his favorite answer, bro. His favorite answer is always case by case, man. But I, but I, but the thing is, is that the way I laid it out was pretty much it was it, it would it would be an identical situation. Yeah, but that's the thing, and that's why he saves himself with case by case because he's because you know he knows your answer. You want the answer to be well, the next guy gets the same treatment, or you know, I'm gonna lawyer, get ridiculed. But he's like, no, it's case by case. You know, my we lawyer, gotta go. Over you know, it. my lawyer told me one day, whenever you're on a, on this, on a witness stand and you're being interrogated by a lawyer, you know, what you tell them when they ask you a question, don't say. I can't remember. Don't say I don't know. Say I don't recall. Hmm. And you can get your way out of anything by saying I don't recall. I wonder why. It's just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's because it's very ambiguous. I wonder if this is Chris Carlson that we know. He says no prescription. He committed a crime. That's, That's true. Hashtag major. Did he just leave a comment or did he uh, call in? Super chat. Um, then we got Jerome in the house. Jerome said, Adrian, no, no, no. He said, why was Adrian Broner reprimanded for intensive, insensitive comments, but Reynolds, 
Yeah, he 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 completely ignored the homophobic comic question. He's just, oh, I didn't see that. That's another good tactic. That's a, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I have no knowledge of that. I, I haven't seen those comments yet. He's on social media all the time, bro. He sees everything. Yeah, but but yeah, Broner was reprimanded for his insensitive comments, but Reynoso called Kellup a you know what, and nothing has been said or done. That's true. That's true. Um, at least we brought it up to him, right? Uh, we got Jerome with another one that says, Reynoso fighters Luis Neri and Julio Cesar Martinez also failed drug tests. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, for him, as like I told him, as my friend, don't fall for the next guy in that camp you, testing positive if it's going to be another diuretic, man. Like, they're playing you. You, you had him red-faced when you asked him that question, but... They're playing them. Bro. I had I had to step in, man. I had to calm it down, man. I I, I don't know. I didn't know what I, I don't know what would have happened. I mean, I just feel like they're playing them. It's like, come on, bro. You know, they they they're taking either you're acting naive, or what? Like because it's like it's two times two different fighters, two different banned substances. Oh, two, it's, it's it's two different it's, weight loss. Uh, you know, you know, you know what Reynoso said. Reynoso is like, oh, if if you say that. You know what Reynoso says? Oh, 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 you 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 insulting the Mexican people. So you're saying all Mexican people it had nothing to do with that, bro. No, he wants he wants to make it about countries so he ain't gotta answer the question, bro. It's called oh, deflection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn, uh these these super chats were for when he was on the shore, but I show up, but I, I, I don't sure I'm not sure I would have read these. For surefire D, who's actually taking on Jerome Lambert 2 and 0, two KOs. This fight about to be bananas on Border Wars. You don't want to miss this December 11th. It's going down. And we got some venues. I got. I had a call at 11. I'm still on with Chai. I was supposed to get off at 11 and talk to the mayor of the city. But it's going down, man. We about to get a, a huge event. Uh, but he says, is it true that the WBC stands for We Back Canelo? Mm, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Marlon so icy sins. I see you, champ. That new Porsche looking real nice. I wish I could get a Cayenne or a Panamera. A little whole translucent roofs like that. The know? lawyer, the lawyer at the lawyer at uh, our lawyer has one, man. She got a fucking gray one. It's fucking mm. sharp. Yeah, man. After I won the 2018 Chicago WBC Championships, I turned pro at Marlon So Icy Sims. Shout out to you. See? Eventually, we're going to have Border Wars. It's going to be a, 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 a amateur tournament. Just way better. We got Jose Perez, who says accountability. Oh, no, excuse me. About accountability. Can we have the judges at the press conference after the fight? This way. Oh, wow. That is that is that is cool. That is cool. Uh, this is a way they would be accountable after fight. They are gone. You guys got to slow down on these super chats so you can spell things right. But no, I get you. Having the judges at the post-fight press conference to answer questions, if anyone has some, that'll be good. You know what? The thing is that not always there'll be questions, so they might get frustrated. You know, it's got to be a controversial scorecard for them to get that question. But, yeah... Looking like Hawk in Maryland, what up? Yo, Ness, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing this morning? TBD. Oh, good, oh, good. What's going on? Man, great, 
Yo, how you doing, boss? Great interview, man. Great interview, Ness. Y'all be on top of it. Both of y'all did good on that one. And um, yeah, I had him on the hot seat there for a minute. He looked like he was ready to get up, but <laughs> that was a good interview, man. Had to calm um, down. As far as that down. fight, man, I, I... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, the Canelo uh, plant, man, what I noticed was that Canelo let plant walk right up to him and plant through that shot. And he, he basically, in my opinion, he missed. He might have tipped him with his fingertips. But I believe Canelo now knows the range. That little split second, Canelo now knows the range uh, uh, where he needs to be at when he fights uh, Plant. So, but uh, I think Plant's going to be a good fight and everything. I just don't see him. Um, he just don't look. I just don't see him dealing with that pressure of Canelo for, for the 12 rounds. I got him, you know, taking him apart. And I also got a different view on that dag on Joshua Husek fight, man. I, I don't know. I've had Joshua all the way, but now I don't know. Husek looks pretty, pretty determined, man. I watched that um, press conference this morning. He's pretty determined, man. So, whoo, I don't know. I think we got some good fights coming up, though. This is a good, good few months coming for us, brother. Thanks for, thanks for the call, boss. All right, all right, all right, man. Thank you for calling in, Hawk in Maryland. Uh, that looks like everybody, NestGTO, Instagram, and Twitter. Catch me on the next one right here on YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice. Make sure you subscribe and click that notification bell. You never know when we go on live. We go live multiple times a day. Today is Thursday, so we're back at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight for our flagship show where we'll do our previews and predictions for Anthony Joshua versus Usyk and all other weekend fights. B, where can they find you? Find me on Ringside Reporter Live. Uh, link is in the uh, chat. You can find me on Twitter at jhabib1. You can find me on Facebook at Joe Habib, Instagram Joe Habib. Make sure you catch out the Ringside Reporter podcast every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right before the Boxing Voice goes live at 7. Peace. All right, take care, man. Later.